Overdrive. Hello and welcome to Overdrive, a program that bounces across issues of cars and transport. I'm David Brown. In this week's news stories, we have teaching self-driving cars to predict pedestrian movement, the 2018 Global Traffic Scorecard, and many more. We have a few motoring minutes, and Brian Smith, Errol Smith and I give the second instalment of a review of the motoring ads that appeared during this year's Super Bowl telecast. We finally get to one we like. You can find more information at drivenmedia.com.au or previous programs are available as podcasts on iTunes or Spotify or our Facebook page is Overdrive City. So let's start with the news. University of Michigan researchers are teaching self-driving cars to recognise and predict pedestrian movements. Prior work in this area has typically only looked at still images. Predictive power requires the network to look into the minutiae of human movement, the pace of a human's gait, the mirror symmetry of limbs, and the way in which foot placement affects stability during walking. One researcher said, If a pedestrian is playing with their phone, you know they're distracted. Their pose and where they're looking is telling you a lot about their level of attentiveness. It's also telling you a lot about what they're capable of doing next. We wonder if there is a random generation movement factor for children or drunks. The results of the 2018 Global Traffic Scorecard have been released. The scorecard, produced by INRIX, is an analysis of congestion and mobility trends in more than 200 cities across 38 countries. The top three worst cities were Moscow, Istanbul and Bogota. Sydney was 13th, Melbourne was 17th and Brisbane was 24th. Surprisingly, Los Angeles is not in the top 25, nor is Dublin, which had the slowest travel speed of 9.5 kilometres an hour in their city centre. You see, they don't just measure the worst travel speed. One of the other factors they take into account is the difference in travel speeds on the roads between the peak time and the non-peak time, which in some way measures how good the roads are versus how relatively bad they are in the peak period. There is a continuing trend to implement high tolls for people driving cars into city areas. New York's governor has suggested that unless some form of dynamic pricing is imposed on motorists in the city, there will be a 30% hike in public transit fares and tolls. Cordon charges around a CBD are rather a blunt instrument hitting one type of user hard. Town planners are pushing for a wider road user charge where vehicles are taxed based on how far they travel, where they travel and when they travel. Work by Sydney University suggests that if registration fees were reduced and vehicles were charged $0.05 a kilometre if they travelled in the peak period, Australian governments would be no worse off. A recent Shannon's auction showed that people are prepared to pay for things associated with Peter Brock, classical vehicles and exclusivity. 
The highest price for a vehicle went to a 1985 Peter Brock-designed Blue Mini Commodore, topping the vehicle sales at $165,000. It was one of only 500 V8 5-litre vehicles made by Brock's Holden dealer team for Group A racing homologation. It had just over 10,000 kilometres on its odometer. Other classic cars that sold well over their reserve price were a 1954 Land Rover Series 1 for $38,000 and a 1960 Austin Healey Bug-Eyed Sprite for $44,000 and a 1978 Leyland Minimoke for $34,000. And exclusivity? The highest price on the night was $255,000 for a black-and-white Victorian Heritage three-digit number plate, 228. I'd prefer a car. Lyft, a competitor to Uber, is launching a green mode feature within its app to provide riders, initially in Seattle, with the option to travel in an electric or hybrid vehicle. The move follows the company's planned introduction of thousands of electric vehicles onto its platform this year. Obviously, the cars are cheaper to run, but at the moment are more expensive to buy. One of the benefits could be to allow travellers to access appropriate cars as governments implement restrictive controls on what types of vehicles are being allowed into, for example, city business districts. This is a major trend in city planning where high-polluting vehicles, such as diesel-powered cars, are being banned from, or heavily tolled for, access to high activity and crowded areas. With modern digital recording systems, your style of driving and where and when you drive could be used to assess your personal risk and therefore insurance rate. Old factors may be phased out for this and other reasons. California has become the latest in a handful of states that have outlawed setting rates for automobile insurance based on gender. It is generally thought that women have a lower accident rate, although this is not always the case. Massachusetts, Michigan, Montana, North Carolina and Pennsylvania typically passed their laws in the 1970s and 1980s in the wake of the women's rights movement. California found that there was no consistency in how insurance companies were underwriting their rates, and so modern technology may give a higher level of accuracy and fairness to the individual user. Celebrities are markedly absent from this year, and we'll touch on that in a moment. The car that again performs as the key element of the ad is the Dodge ad, the devil went to Georgia again. The game was held in Georgia, and so here's a big sporty car, the Dodge Tudor Coupe or whatever it is. Big slide, smoky tyres, responsible driving? Perhaps not. Hated it, it, David. Hated this ad. I think there are reasons we can't have ads like this in Australia because they've taken the driving recklessly angle and just wound it up to 11. Oh, no, just straight Um, straight through suburban areas and shopping centres. As I mentioned with some of the other ads, this is another post-apocalyptic Georgia where there's no people anywhere and there's no (laughs) cars on the road except the 
Mad um, Max. That's right, Dodge, you know, the Dodge SRT <laughs> and its uh, cohorts. You don't even see um, drivers in those vehicles, do you? Yeah, I know. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple of video games which are like this, uh, <laughs> where you can intentionally crash cars and they, there's no people. Yeah. That would have a moral impact, whereas yeah. this ad doesn't have to. No, doesn't have to. I hated it. I just thought it was just awful. There was people eventually. There was a loud brass band. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then there's a man on a violin. What's that? That's the cultural part of it, is it? Yeah, the, it's a fiddle. It's a fiddle. That's the cultural part of it. It's a fiddle. <laughs> the tagline is domestic, not domesticated. So the it's song. feral. I imagine they had some advertising agency just trawling through every song that had the word Georgia in it. Uh, and for a Christian country, they went with uh, with quite a, a sort of um, satanic uh, image, wasn't it? <laughs> Now, the man plays the violin, the fiddle, if you like, more in the style of world championship wrestling, doesn't he? It's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's much more <laughs> aggressive than that. Yeah, he sold his soul at the crossroads or something and, and has been given that skill. Yes, and the fiddle doubles as a submachine gun, of course, because uh, <laughs> this is the US. The Audi ad called, somewhat obscurely, Cashew. Cashew. Yeah. A man walks across a field towards a house that stands on its own. There's absolutely no driveway. There's no garage. And he gets up to there. And now, do you recognise the old man in it? But uh, let me say firstly that the old man finally says to him, welcome home, which worries me because he didn't say that until the guy, or didn't recognise him, until the guy was right on him. So obviously he's (laughs) short-sighted. So if there's going to be any car aspect in this, he shouldn't be driving. (laughs) I think this is a parallel with Prince Philip. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, don't, don't drive that car, Granddad. Give me the keys. Now, do you notice the character of Granddad? If we go back several years, 2016, he was the fictional retired astronaut. Do you remember oh, that ad really? from... Yes. I oh. think it's the same guy, only older. Oh, wow. Oh, you remember that one of an astronaut thought that, you know, only shooting into space was the real thing, but then he got into an Audi and it was wonderful. Now, they go to the garage, which surprises me because there isn't a garage there, but... Yeah, and yeah. it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. And they've got an e-tron in there, which, of course, is an electronic two-door sports car. And it's all a dream, of course, but the punchline is a thrilling future awaits. Mm. Yes. Well, they definitely got nuts with this ad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yes. Should you explain the cashew? Yes. So he just gets this, you know, miraculous car that his grandpa has for some reason. I would have thought a grandpa would have a bunch of old cars in his mm. shed, not, not, I, not brand new Audis. I, I thought um, so. The guy wakes from this, you know, fantasy to find that he's um, choking on a cashew and someone's doing the Heimlich manoeuvre on him in his, you know, very boring office cubicle to save him. They've saved his boring life rather than yeah. his, his exciting yes. afterlife with his granddad and the electric Audi. Yeah. yeah. It didn't so, appear so, to be a sealed road um, around <laughs> his grandfather's house. So No. No, I don't know how you'd get the car out. Yeah. No, or and he looked behind him and he'd have an enormous horse float on there and he goes, <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? However, everybody wishes they had a grandpa like that. Well, it seems to me you can only afford an Audi if you're dead. That's it. It's just such a <laughs> fantasy that... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he chose to come back to life, but if he had stayed there... He was disappointed. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's right. uh, I think they're giving wrong messages to children, aren't they? <laughs> A thrilling future awaits on Earth is the catch line, and it says of one third of all new Audi models will be electrified by 2025. That means it'll have electric lights, does it? I'm not sure. And then there is all these Audis with lights and covers on them and, and so on. There's a Transformers sort of element where the cars seem to come to life on their own oh, yeah. at the end and uh, you, you, you think they're about to take over. No more people. They've all died and gone to heaven with their grandpa in his shed. <laughs> the animals drove them away. You're listening to Overdrive. And now a motoring minute. The batteries in electric vehicles will need to be replaced when they can no longer perform well enough for the car, but they still have some useful life left. Nissan Energy and Opus Campers have collaborated on a smart camping concept that uses Second Life Nissan electric vehicle batteries as a power pack you can take with you that will deliver up to a week's worth of remote power for off-grid adventures. The concept integrates the Nissan Electric Roam Package, a portable all-in-one weatherproof power pack, which uses battery technology developed for vehicles to be used for convenient emission-free and silent power on the go. The camper system is assisted by a solar panel. This is Overdrive across Australia. Now, attempted humour, the elevator here, and a couple, I note that they're about early 40s, not millennials, not retirees, an interesting choice. Mm. By the way, a pile of people are in the elevator, a, a nice mixture of racial and gender diversity. They are going shopping, and the lift driver, Jason Bateman, from Arrested Development, which I thought he was very clever in, sort of left field comedy he's the uh, lift driver and he said what are you doing we're buying a shopping for, for a car oh that means you're going down and then they go through a whole series of things that are bad uh, in other words car shopping is in parallel with all these bad things root canal therapy jury duty the whole idea of sitting in the middle seat in an airplane a vegan dinner party and so on sex talk with your father <laughs> i quite enjoyed that yeah. <laughs> the talk. Yeah. The talk. Yeah. I like this ad a lot. In fact, without Jason Bateman, it would have been it could have been so much worse. He's great. It's a very funny ad. And then when they decide, when they show him that they're actually uh, not really shopping for a car, they've already kind of chosen a Hyundai on their mobile phones. Mm. He takes them up to the top floor. Yes, where you have this, you know, uh, massive, glowingly lit, heavenly. Mm. Uh, showroom with just the one car. Yeah, but you see the size of the car? It's huge yes. and ugly. This is America, David. I don't want the Sangyong floor, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Take me anywhere. This is for Hyundai, of course, but they Americans call it Hyundai or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I can't even pronounce how they do it. But but it, what's the message here, David? It's not it's not that Hyundai is a better option to buy. It's actually promoting the idea of buying it off the mobile phone rather than shopping in a, in a conventional way at the dealership. I think the phone also refers to the fact 
that it's where they've shopped it and they're just using their phone to show him that and that there was a better way, you know, it wasn't the cheap, you know, miracle mile of motors type of car sales yard. But there is one element here too, gentlemen. Is it got to be an essential part of every ad for the Super Bowl for cars that they disparage civic duty? Mm. One of the flaws they stop on is jury duty. Right, which means it's horrible. And then Bateman says, now remember, a person is innocent until proven, and then he looks at the guy who's a, a long-haired, bikey type and said, no, no, he's guilty. Yes. We've not only uh, blown apart civic duty, we've totally destroyed the concept of justice. And, and the rule of law. And the rule of law, yeah. yeah. Good heavens. So these are subversive. The more and more we discuss, these are subversive ads. Oh, my God, the, the country's broken. At least there weren't too many guns in it. <laughs> Not yet. Ah, but the great unknown, Kia. Now, I said earlier that there were no great celebrities. We've, we've seen a lot of celebrities do these sorts of ads. Yeah. The great unknown ad for Kia is that it's pictures of, well, it starts with celebrities, but then their faces on a screen, a, a wall of different screens, get replaced with young people and just, if I might say, ordinary people, non-celebrities, if you like. I got the impression that they were sort of impaired or, or down on their luck. Mm. A lot of them had cowboy hats. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too, yes. <laughs> Our brave farmers. At the end, they do have a reference to a website which is, in fact, well, almost towards the end of the ad, thegreatunknowns.org. That is, in fact, a real website where they are giving some money away to help young people get better education. You can apply for it. I've got no idea how much money it is. And so they're saying, how good are we, dear Kia, because we're not spending money on expensive celebrity endorsement. Mind you, they are paying $5.2 million for a 30-second spot. Which doesn't show the vehicle, doesn't show a vehicle at all. It's just television screens. Uh, well, hmm. the actual place they're going to is Telluride. That's the name of a, a little town of 2.19 square metres, 5.6 square kilometres, with a population of 2,325. It's spelled T-E-L-L-U-R-I-D-E, -L -L -E, but its nickname is To Hell You Ride. By the way, the mayor is Sean Murphy, so I'm not sure if it's sort of the Irish invading them. But this is the little town, and, and your point, Brian, is that, yes, these are people who are, if you were, down on their luck a bit. Mm. Needing mm. a bit of help. I was wondering if there's no Kia vehicles in this ad because Kia don't actually make a vehicle big enough to sell into the American the market American yet. Market. If I may say, fake news there, fake news. The uh, uh, there uh, is a Kia. It is called the Telluride, and it is an exact replica of the huge big one we saw in the Hyundai ad because uh, <laughs> the two companies are, of course, brother and sister in a way. So huge big SUV that can carry people, which anyone from Telluride doesn't look like they could afford to buy, but I could be wrong. Mm. Mm. Yeah. This is Overdrive across Australia. And now another Motoring Minute. 
The new Range Rover Evoque, which is classified as a medium-sized luxury SUV, has their ClearSight ground view system, which was first shown as a concept in 2014. On rough roads or tight parking manoeuvres, you can't see where your wheels are in relation to obstacles like rocks or curb and gutters. In the Evoque, cameras in the front grille and on the door mirrors project vision onto the central infotainment screen to show what is ahead of and underneath the front of the vehicle with a virtual 180 degree view. A number of cars have cameras that give you a 360 degree aerial representation, but this system depicts what is happening under the car almost as though the bonnet was transparent. This is Overdrive across Australia. Who is your ambassador? Gentlemen, who has succeeded? Who has overcome adversity? Antoinette Tony Harris wants to be the first woman to play the NFL. And she's actually just been given a scholarship to Bethany College which um, sounds almost biblical in a way, doesn't it? Maybe it'll take a miracle. She's alas. And the words of the ad here from Toyota are, they say she was too small, they say she was too slow, too weak, never get to the next level, never inspire a future generation. And they have pictures of their RAV4. Are they paralleling it with that? I know, David. When I saw that and I thought, that message that they're giving, the sort of subtext of, of um, not being good enough, and then they're showing their car. I just mm. thought it was a huge mistake. Yes. So, so are they just saying their car isn't good enough? Yeah. It's just that's what you you hear those words, see that car, and it's kind of oh, okay, all these pretty uh, negative perceptions and uh, pejorative terms, and and he, oh, by the way, here's our car. I hope you don't associate those terms with our car. We're just showing you. <laughs> I think the link, and I had to watch it several times, which probably means I have an advantage over anyone watching the Super Bowl because to watch it several times then would have cost tens of millions of dollars for them to put it on. The thing there is that it will be a hybrid and that many people thought the hybrid was too slow, too small, too weak, okay. and not okay. going to it. And perhaps hybrids with electrical motor as part of it gives more performance than you might have expected. I think you can have as much performance as you want when you're driving a car like this because, again, all the shots of the car are in this post-apocalyptic world where there are no other cars or people on the road at all. So you can go as fast as you want. It's an interesting approach that they use here in terms of a celebrity because they're not actually getting a celebrity endorsement of the vehicle, are they? They're associating mm. the brand with the striving of this of this sports person who hasn't yet succeeded. No. But um, she's driving the car, but there's no sort of like, um, you know, I, I endorse this message or, yes. you know, this is a great car. It's just she happens to be driving it and they're kind of holding the two things up and saying, oh, what do you think? You know, the same, similar, you know. I would ask for my money back if I was Toyota on that one. Yes, and, and the, the tagline is not terribly up there with the rest. It's let's go places. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Now, I think I think if I went to a, you know, a, 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 a kid's classroom, I could probably get that tagline. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, they're not, uh, they're not really um, going for anything terribly strong or um, – or out there. I suppose that's the Toyota way, is to be fairly yeah, blunt. Very subtle, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. 
That's I quite like the final one, David. I quite like the last ad. Yeah, I'll just say one thing about Tony Harris is, of course, she suffers, she's Afro-American, and part of the ad has her being abused by others around there. Although if you look at all the young, the young kids, not abusing her, but a, a young girl representing her, you know, someone about seven or eight years old, and these people are pointing at her and saying, oh, you're only little. But you note from that ad there's immense cultural diversity. Mm. There's a couple of white kids doing it, a couple of darker skins are doing it. There's a Chinese guy doing it as well. So there's a desperate effort there to be cultural diversity. Be balanced. Balanced abuse. You know, you, Balancing hate. Everyone has the right to hate in America. Brian, you do like the last one, the Walmart ad. Yeah, yeah, that's as close as you come to celebrity stuff, isn't it? It's Walmart promoting their free pickup service where you, you pull into the car park and someone puts your shopping in the boot of your car. But they have all of the different cars from all the different movies kits, yes. and uh, you know, just basically all the, the the cars from different movies pulling in and amusing things happening. The Ghostbusters truck has ghosts, yes, in it and such like. Mm. Yeah, the, I, I the, quite the, like the Batmobile, the uh, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, the Transformer, yeah, Lightning McQueen from Pixar, yes. The big van from Dumb and Dubber, Scooby-Doo, Jurassic Park, yeah. all are part of it. But what's the message? That you can turn up, anyone can turn up and pick up their groceries. So I presume you've ordered them over the line, someone has put them together, and you turn up and just pick them up. Mm. In whatever whatever type of car, I think it sort of goes with. Yes. Whatever car you have, you, um, will, you can put your luggage in there or your groceries. I think it suggests, however, that online shopping, where you go and pick up your prepackaged groceries, is the way of the future, of course. But look out, because you're more likely to get killed in the car park, because you've got people coming and going and, and zooming in. And uh, Good point. Yes. It's turned the aggression you get when you're pushing to try and get into line at the checkout, and it's converted that or moved that to the, the actual pickup outside in the car park. They typical stereotypes that evoke dominance and testosterone, really, don't they? Mm. Yes. But nonetheless, where cars are the celebrities, which, gentlemen, should be what advertising cars in the Super Bowl should be all about, perhaps. Mm. <laughs> I agree. Errol and Brian, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. And that's Errol Smith and Brian Smith, and we were talking some of the ads that appeared in this year's 2019 Super Bowl telecast. And this has been Overdrive. Much thanks to Brian Smith, Errol Smith, Rob Fraser and Paul Just in helping this program get to air. Overdrive can be heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You can find more information on drivenmedia.com.au and previous programs are available as podcasts on iTunes or Spotify. Our Facebook page is Overdrive City. I'm David Brown. Thanks for listening. <laughs>